show i'm your certified qualified host steve lucky luciano bringing you heat delivered direct from the street today on my right is chuan bowen american indian elegant barbarian southern californian and sound man on my left as always, Sean Lewis, certified audio professional and engineer for the show. Indeed, Indeed. And here we are. Indeed. Here we are. Indeed. Here we are. Indeed. Here we are. Indeed. Here we are. So I tell him, I go. He goes, Yeah, I text you early. I text you. I go, Dude, bro, you text me every day, so I think it's a love message. You know, it's a, right. a spiritual message. Right. I go next time, call me. And then let me know. Right. You come in because we're going to use you. But I told him that I'm going to schedule him and we're going to give him a heads up. And uh, he knows what we're, we're We should ask do. him what his system is because I feel like he's like, how does he text? He must have like a text blast. Yeah. Yeah. But like, what is he? Text blast. Yeah. He's just texting. Text blast. <sighs> he's just texting, bro. The universe. There's probably 600 people on that trail. There's, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I want to know what his system is. Like, does he have like all of them? In like, does he have a group and he just keeps adding to the group? Right, and he just hits a button and everybody he blows everybody up at once. Because you know, basically, <sighs> it's <laughs> everyone on that group just ignores every text from him. You know, except that. me. <laughs> <laughs> everyone ignores it. Everyone's like, "That's ah, another text from Levki. Never mind." <laughs> it's another message on how to win by Levki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Latin Napoleon Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Is, uh, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're going to bring him in, man, and we're going to talk about some things with him, you know? What was he saying about the uh, interview idea? Because we're thinking about... He likes that whole, the on location. Yeah. I go, listen, he's like, yeah, dude, I love that idea. I go, yeah, we're going to have some fun with it, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, we are. That, we gotta, I think it's great. Bro. Oh, are you kidding me? On the street, a real street reporter. Yes. Like, from the street, street yeah, reporter. Yeah. Well, that's part of the thing. It's the from the street street reporter. Right. Yeah. OG street. OG street. Street reporter. Okay. Right. Yeah. Real so, street reporter. Real street. We should get him a microphone. Super street. <laughs> super, super street reporter. We should get 17th street reporter. <laughs> well, that's not going to be him. He's going to be the rebel street reporter. Yeah, dude, he should. He should go in there and be like, yeah, Rebel Street Reporter, uh, uh, Big Lep. People call him Big Lep. Uh, look, Mr. Mayor, I want to ask the you. The Rebellious Street Reporter. You know? <laughs> we should get him um, a microphone that's got a knife at the bottom of it, <laughs> like a blade that comes out the bottom. You know what I mean? Or like a I like how you said like he does the interview, but nobody gets to answer any yeah, questions. Yeah, he just does all the talking. How about the microphone doesn't even work? <laughs> He's just mic'd, and the microphone has the... So all you can do is you just hear Lefty, dude. He puts the mic in front of him for like a second. And, like, and he's like back to talking over him. That's what we need to do. I love that, dude. I mean, and I don't even want him to change what he wears. You know what I mean? Dude, I, the stains on the tank top and everything, partner. <laughs> 
even like his wife drives him over there. You know what I mean? Like I would love to hear his wife yelling at him before he gets out of the car. Like, hey, oh, all right, God. come on, she's I gotta do this interview. Chill. Come on, hey, he's up, man. I gotta get re- my head straight for the uh, the mayor, <laughs> Bank of America. We gotta have meat chili fries before he comes. <laughs> With like shredded onions on top, you know. It's funny because guys like that, when they were young, Diablo and stuff. Yeah. Even myself, I have to say. Yeah. We're really, really good at keeping the tennis shoes super white and clean. Right. <laughs> I keep a pair on backseat of my car, and I'd keep a couple extra t-shirts, crispy white, right? Yeah. And you start to see as these guys start to like, it's kind of like age forty. You start to notice they're slipping on their game a little bit. <laughs> you know now, why? Because you got a bad back. You can't bend over. I mean, yeah. And then wait. But the other thing is the vision's going, bro. The vision's going. <laughs> they look clean from up here. Yeah, right. And so fucking <laughs> now the the mustard stain isn't a, a blatant mustard stain. It's been washed out with some water. Now there's a big water dot, but there's still clearly yellow mustard uh, underneath the water spot you know uh, what i'm saying like yeah <laughs> you're slipping bro like that's gotta go that's not a water stain cleanup that's a right. new t-shirt move right <clears throat> that is hilarious uh yeah well you know what i mean you know that's kind of the thing in the i would say like maybe like in the 80s in the 90s you didn't really have aging gangsters yet you had kind of like they were young Eyesight was yet, sharp, right, you know. Right, they hadn't right, had about right. four bouts of rehab. No, right. No. You know, I have something to ask you about. Go ahead. So it, early, I would say early or mid two thousands, I went out to visit this guy. Uh-huh. Um, so keep going. And we went down to Venice, Venice Boardwalk. Uh-huh. Yes. And there was some old school like veteranos. Yeah, dude. Uh-huh. Like and straight. You, okay. When like, year was that? Roughly. It was about, what, 2005, maybe? I don't know. Okay. And then? and these guys were dressed like it was the 90s. <laughs> right. Okay. Like, like what was up with that? It, I, Some guys just don't get it, bro. Like, I don't, and listen, who am I to say that they don't get it? You're a guy who built clothing brands, motherfucker. Okay, all right. Some guys don't evolve, bro. Right. They roll with that, and then they're rolling with the um, cutoff, Dicky or Ben Davis right. or right. Baby Cuffed or whatever right. you want to call, it. and the socks are pulled all the way up yep. to the top, right? Right, yeah. two two buttons or whatever. And yeah, like, and they're just still with the little initial belt buckle. I got a picture of me with the initial belt buckle, and they're still rocking that shit, man. And it's like twenty years later. Now, listen, that's cute <laughs> when you were seventeen, right? Right, nineteen, you right, right. But even with the little chain, little thing, little I don't know, whatever, you know. <laughs> And now these guys are pushing 40, 45, and they're dressing like they're. And to me. So that's still happening? They're still dressing like that? Yeah, there's still dudes like that. And listen, bro, I mean, and then there's guys that do it, but they evolve in it. You get what I'm saying? Now they're wearing like adult man shorts, maybe some nice Air Forces, you know, or something like they've upped the game. So they're still kind of like I do sometimes. Like I'll still come with some shorts and pretend you. But I'm not pulling up the socks. I'm not like I've evolved it. I put like some millennium twist. You on aged it. You, know? it you, you interpreted it a little bit. And you know what that's like, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bad. T- I might be a bad example. I mean, other guys evolve a little more. I'm listen, still way casual. On some listen, shit. here's the thing. Well, <clears throat> because the, you know what that's like. That's like those women 
who like in the 70s that hairdo was working for him mm -hmm. like they got down at the disco they were showing cleavage and blah 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 and it was like and then they never changed their hairdo and now mm -hmm. you see them now and they got that same 70s dude like they've committed to it but it's like 2019 and they're like 75 but they Agreed. still have it's the same thing it's the same concept it's just they don't evolve. They don't. They don't adjust a little bit. And you know what? You you don't have to change the whole thing. What you're saying is you can tweak the little extras exactly to yeah. get it to fit into like today's milieu or whatever. It so is. Uh, part of my theory was I th I thought that mm -hmm. they just they went to prison and and came out and were just kind of locked weren't locked. No, into now there is now there is like I know guys like that, but I know capsule. real guys like that though. Right. That were really gone for 25, 30 years. Right. They had no clue. Right. They're wearing and they think, but those guys, very short. This is, we're talking about a week after they get out there right. like that. But they pick up and understand they change it. Right. right. You get what I'm saying? And they get you know with what the program. Those, and, and you know what, Sean? Those guys might be more aware of like the jump because they come out and they're like, whoa. Whoa, I'm off. Right. right. So it's more highlighted than the guy who's just been chilling with the same friends for like 40 years. <laughs> exactly. And, just, and it's just like, fuck it, I'm going to wear these. But you know what? When we were talking to Cranky the other day, he was saying there's a difference between like East Los Angeles and West Los Angeles. In East Los Angeles, Completely, Sean, are the big shorts, uh, like those big shorts with the pulled up white socks, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. But on the West side, they don't do that. It's di it's different. I mean, you'll have your youngsters that really want to go bald head, three X flannel with the yeah. But it's a very small short youngsters trying to be all that you know the throwback right. look yeah but on a regular no like this is where you like the west side and even south central okay that's the cars that link up okay the west side la where i'm from and the south central car those cars that car rides together more in the way we look our attitude how we talk to each other what we listen to how we dress how we identify compared to the east side of East LA and the valley. San Fernando Valley, right. San Gabriel. Those guys are on the real old school, oldies music. Right, up right? on the roof. Up on the roof. The whole right, thing, right. right. Yeah. Exactly. Some might okay, so <laughs> they're on that oldie, oh, real like, you know, okay, East LA and all that, okay, old school. Right. Now, you've also got to remember, what plays a huge part in this, you guys, is where you were raised and how you grew up and who, who, what you were exposed to. In East L.A. and in lots of parts of the valley that I'm talking about, Pacoima, you go down to, even if you're talking about like San Bernardino and you were to say Pomona, okay? So you're talking about high-density neighborhoods that were primarily Latino, Chicano, yeah. Right? Yeah, right? With a little bit of white. Not a lot of blacks. East L.A., not a lot of blacks. Right. So these guys are being exposed to that. That's their thing. Okay, I get it. I'm able to, I was able to get to prison and make this definition, probably define it before it was really even happening. I saw this natural separation and segregation. And I started to identify it and label it more. And now I think more people really have seen it and now they're experiencing what I'm saying. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like they can put a word to it. South Central on the West Side, we grew up with whites and blacks. And Chicano. So you have your Chicano neighborhood, but right next to you would be a black neighborhood. Or right. you might be a Chicano neighborhood in a black neighborhood. Or right. you know, different things. And I think even South Central, yes, because they're exposed to blacks and they live with them. I think where I come from, we're exposed to even more. Right. 
but still we have that black we have that that's just like we listen to rap music right we're listening to Pac and we're calling each other nigga right nigga this well dude we'd get to the joint bro and these guys were like they're like no fuck that and like they would they would down us for all that the the guys that are from East LA East LA and the valley they were like like, thinking that they were like way more pure yeah eggs dude all about like we're real Latinos you guys are like fucking fake ass Latinos you want to come in here and try to try to you can't because you're not pure and that's the separation within it car they call it car tripping you know and so we would kind of we would all hang together and they would all hang together yeah but then you know and I'm not just saying this because I'm from the west side <laughs> but you know it's But I always, am from the west side. I am from the west side and because because there's that stigma. Remember he was telling you about like the surfboards and like yeah. you know like some motherfuckers yeah. try and put some, Well, that shit started getting around. And motherfuckers like me and Crank and different homies that are from like areas like that yeah weren't having it, bro. So we would up the game. Man, when I was going to prison in the 90s, it was always a west sider that was kicking the shit off. Like just everybody way else more would be like, oh, oh, well, we're going to talk about it. We're going to, no, fuck that, man. We're taking no off more committee. these motherfuckers. No nah, more committee man. bullshit. We're going to set the, and you'd be like, it was somebody from the west side who kicked that riot off. It was somebody from the west side. Like, we'd have to, we'd have to felt like we almost needed to jump further. Yeah, you had higher. something to prove. Exactly, bro. And that started like this whole trend. But I will say, man, it, it usually always is somebody from South Central and, and, and the west side. And listen, I'm going to say this right now on the mic, man. And I'm not probably going to offend some people. Okay. But what you, people fear what they don't know. Okay? okay for okay. sure. I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to be real clear with you. In the joint, you'll have some big-ass brothers. Big motherfucking brothers. Talking shit, right? And getting loud. And, oh, all that shit. And you'll have some dudes that are kind of like pausing on. Yeah. It's intimidating. Yeah. It's intimidating. If you growing up fist fighting, cracking off dudes, getting cracked, doing all that with brothers, you this is just another motherfucker running right. his mouth. You know? It's not right. that scary. No. And to a motherfucker from South Central or from where I'm from, I ain't really giving a fuck what color. What, like You're going to get the shit. No matter I see who saying. you are, you're, you're going to... Right, because you were raised in a multicultural area, you're not racist when it comes to kicking ass. <laughs> right, brother. Right. right. You're, yeah, you're equal opportunity, true. fucking ass right. kicking. And, and if you're on the east side and you see an African-American dude, 6'3", big, getting loud, getting in your face, looking all wild... You might just be like, all right, hey, 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 cool. All right, hey, let's, <laughs> let's, 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 this is what kind of bothers me. Go ahead. That real, 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 real racist. Yeah. Is coming from an area where yeah. they haven't really been exposed to them. Right. Where you can afford to be like that because ain't nobody going to call your fucking shit. Exactly. And yeah, that's when true. the shit gets in front of you, the yeah. motherfuckers are like, <laughs> it's like that white boy Nazi shit. You know, they want to pop that shit off. 
But if there's a Mexican around or somebody else, they're not going to say, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but like, as soon as they're away from them, they're like, well, yeah, you know, you know, like, it's like that totally. type of shit. Like, you're not going to, you're not really about that because you select who you want to speak like that in front of. Right. Of that course. That type of shit. You yeah. guys follow me? Self-censorship. So anyways, yeah, those, those cars kind of are differently and we kind of get down and you'd see like a dude from the West Side, like you might see a gangbanger from East L.A. coming from a mile away. But a dude, maybe let's say from like Santa Monica or Culver City, dude might have a polo shirt on with a right. fade. Yeah. Right. Dump on your ass and be out of there. Nobody knows what the <laughs> fuck. Who, 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 who that shit? You know what I'm saying? Because right. we're, we, 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 we're slicker. Like we just, I feel like we got more game. Right. We just, you know, we're not caught up like 20 years back. We're like, you know, nigga, please. You know, like we're just, I don't know, man. And I think that I'm partial too because I'm from there. But, you know, if you laid all the cards out on the table, I think yeah. you guys would come out to the same assumption if you looked at it. Listen, too. this is what this is what I well, this is like what I tell a lot of people that visit the United States or when I'm out of country. Like, you know, when I when I've gone to like uh, like England, Ireland, Scotland, when I hit up India, all these different places or when I talk to foreigners and they talk to me. Right. And they're like, I want to see America and da, 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 da. And I was telling them, I'm like, look, let me tell you something straight. If you really want to see true America, like full, full America, it's not about the East Coast because that's where Europe landed first. So you're going to get the highest amount of European like influence on the East Coast. Absolutely. It's not until you get to California, Oregon, Washington, that you start to see the full blending of mm. all the people, indigenous, mm. white, as Asian, over. Yeah. as it moved over. And as a result, when you that's the that's truly that's if you really want to get sick with it, when you think about what the Constitution says and all that bullshit, what that vision in the Constitution is is really manifesting on the West, West Coast. Coast. It's Absolutely. reflected out here. Hundred percent. Hundred percent, bro. Hundred percent. Yeah, you're also talking about if you look at states and how long they've been around. Exactly. This is a young state. This is a young new. This is listen. What, let me tell you something. Uh, 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 1850. This state is young. 1850 that's super young that means it was it was either well it was originally owned by mexico mm -hmm, exactly right but uh the that's why when you come to this side that's why when you come to the west coast you've got way more american indian names for all the right, different shit right, than you right. do on the on the east coast uh, yeah and spaniard uh you know uh now listen it says this is something I don't know if a lot of people know it, but do you know why? Now, so, like, if you go up to Oregon, or you go up to Washington, right, and you go to, like, the different places, Tacoma, Puyallup, Seattle, right, those are all Indian names, right? Uh, those are names of tribes, those are names of, of chiefs or whatever it is. But when you go around California, what kind of names do you see? Hispanic names. Well, what do you mean? Like what? You Los Angeles. You see Spaniard names. Right. So how come you don't see as many Indian names in California? Because of the, I would think something to have to do with because of the Mexican race or the, is because, I don't know. All right. So know. check this out. So <clears throat> the earliest Europeans to hit uh, the Americas were the Spaniards, right? They came from Spain. Spain hits Central America, essentially, right? And they discovered this huge uh, land. And Spain at this time doesn't have the amount of people it's required to really colonize the shit out of this thing. So Spain's relationship to the Indians that were here, the Aztecs, the blah, 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 Incas, the da, 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 was in part conquering, but intermarriage. 
Okay. With the nobles, right? You're going to, when you want, it's old, old, old. You can go back to the Mongols. You could probably go back to fucking KP, whatever it is. Old, old, old strategy is you want to take over a land, then number one, you conquer the nobles and then you intermarry and you let them lead a little bit so you keep their position in place and they're interested in keeping their people uh under the rule right so that's what the spaniards did that's why you have uh, a different kind of uh like colonialism in south america central america mexico than you do in the united states because the spanish nobles and conquistadores were marrying up with the aztec or the ruling Mm -hmm. class Right, so now of the of of the southern part of, of the, the United southern States. part. Now that's what the okay. okay. Okay, so that's going on, right? So already there isn't this like because the British in America, when they first came over, and then the American government, they weren't about intermarrying. They were about staying separate. Okay. The Indians up there, we're gonna push them over, and we're taking this land, and we're keeping it for ourselves, right. and we're not trying to marry the heathens. They weren't doing that in the Spanish. weren't doing that. So. They intermarry, but now they still don't have enough people. So what do they do? They ask the Catholic Church, right, to come in. Who asked the Catholic Church? The Spanish crown. Okay, ask the Catholic Church. Ask the help of the Catholic Church, and the Catholic Church comes through. And so Father Junipero Serra, the guy who made the El Camino Real that punches all the way up into California, right, like, I don't know what the most northern point is, but I think it goes all the way up into San Francisco. But anyway, this dude was a Jesuit priest, okay? And he's creating a road, the Camino Real, that is a day's, you could walk one day to each mission. And that's wow. why there's these missions that are put in very early. I wonder if it has anything to do with that, that movie, The Mission, <laughs> with the Jesuits and all yes. that. Yes, yeah. yeah, that's what it is. So, it, And what the Catholics were going to do is, in, in return... For helping to subdue the Indios, the Indians. And because weren't they turning the Indians into Catholics? They were trying to. Dude, that's what that movie The Mission's about. So yeah. check this out. Slaughter so, them or fucking right. So, and the crown needs the help. And, the, and around this time, the Catholic Church was angling to turn what they were calling Alta California, which is where we're at, right? That was going to be a Jesuit state. It was going to be the first Catholic Jesuit state. Like, they were going, yes, they were thinking, they, were, they wanted to finally have their own land. And the Catholic Church has ruled many areas, but through influence, not through necessarily holding land. So they were thinking, we're going we're gonna to do that. And so the Spaniards were allowing it a little bit, the crown, the king. So these missions get punched up early in. Now, at this time, also, there wasn't the same kind of preservation vibe that kind of starts in America with the British and the pioneer men. You know, there's a kind of a point early on where there's a recognition like, ah, that, you know, we shouldn't be stealing the land as much. You know, it's kind of bad what we're doing, you know, blah, 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 blah. But the, the, uh, the Spanish didn't have that same attitude at all. And they were intermarrying and they were allowing the church to punch a road all the way up through the north to try to capture as much territory as they can. They had these missions. So the Spanish church, the Catholic church, had all this information. Like the San Gabrielino Indians, they're not San Gabriel. They didn't, the Indians didn't call themselves the San Gabriel. That's a, that's a Catholic name, St. Gabriel. Right, 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 right. They had built up all this knowledge of the Indians in the area. Like as in those missions, they had built up all this knowledge. So when Mexico declared independence from Spain, okay. right, 
They were going to take, they were, they were not going to allow the Catholics to keep all that stuff. Mexico was like, no, we're declaring independence from Spain, and we're going to take all those missions, and we're going to turn them into City Hall for Mexico. For the, for all the ways up, government houses. When, the, when that happened, the Catholic Church destroyed all the records that they had so that the Mexicans couldn't have a leg up. And that's why there's a lot of shit not known in California about the Indians. Wow. Wow. Okay, okay, okay. Nah, that's interesting, bro. This dude's so smart, bro. Yeah. I, I just... I learned so much from you. This... Okay, I don't know if you saw or you remember seeing the movie The Mission. It's one of my favorite movies. Robert De Niro and... Um, I forget the other, the other great actor that's in it, but you have to watch this film. The most beautiful music score ever is from the movie The Mission, okay? Yeah. Just so you know. But it's these Jesuits are going up, and they're converting yes. the uh, Inca. Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. The Inca tribes, they're bringing, um, I think, they're bringing Catholicism to them. Catholicism, right? yeah. Catholicism. So what they're doing is, and they get, like, dude, they get all these tribes together. And I did a see that. church, bro, and they're doing it. Now, who they're, who, as they're getting all of them and they're building missions and all that, now everybody, it's good, bro, these tribes, you know. But you've got the other tribes that are working for the Spaniards. Right. That want to enslave. Right. So there comes a point in time where they're going back and forth to Europe. And they're dealing with the crown. Right. And they're saying, they're saying, we're coming in and we're taking that land and we're taking all those those people. And right. They're gonna be slaves. Right. And the the priest, you know, the the, the, the priest and the cat the Catholic crown are, are saying, that Jesuit's saying, No, man, these people are happy. Right. They're Catholics. They believe in God, man. Right. They're come, not messed up. They're yet. not messed up. Dude, come and take a tour and look at what we've done. Right. Before you do this and so they send somebody from europe out to take a look and they see and they're all playing and all the kids are singing and they got classrooms and they're teaching them english like is that me? and the dude's like checking on checking on and he goes to like three or four missions and then when he goes back to europe he's to report what they're gonna do and he's like yeah that's all good we're waxing them yeah and they come in and these dude and the jesuit the jesuits like that story leads up and Jeremy Irons is one of the Jesuits and De Niro is a Spanish Spanish conquistador. conquistador. And bro, he's on a mission to go off and just take these motherfucking villages. And Jeremy Irons isn't going to take off and leave these tribes to be slaughtered. Right. So he stays to defend them and he ends up dying. Them. You know what I'm saying? I love they that. Say, but the fucking... It's all about what you're talking about. Well, bro. here's the thing, the man. mission trails and all that. Here's the thing. Like, yeah, you can't have that kind of utopia. Like, people forget Europe isn't a utopia. It wasn't built on a, a utopia. It wasn't founded on a utopia. Europe is an oppressive place. The kings and queens, all that stuff is European. And the concept is, and it's not just Europe. I mean, that goes all the way back to like ancient Rome and the Greek cities. But the point is, is that. Yeah, you can't have utopia in the new world because you don't want that shit catching and going in reverse direction. You don't want Europe, you poor people in Europe to be like, you know what? If they can do this shit over there, why can't they right, do that shit right, here? Right, 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 right. So you right, got to right. paint that new people as heathens. Like, oh, yeah, you, you could be like that, but then you're going to go to hell. You got to... You, you, that's, that's what they were that's what they were doing. Yeah. Don't yeah. you have to... De de you have to dehumanize somebody in order to... 
you know, they talk about that. In order to slaughter a race, yeah. first you have to dehumanize them. Yeah. And they talk about Hitler doing that with the Jews. Absolutely. They talk about the Rwandans. When the Rwandans well, had it, thing, You know what? It goes even beyond that. Like, so somewhere along the way, somebody realized that in order to, like, that, and I firmly believe this. I mean, I know some people are going to be like, what about, you know, sociopaths or psychopaths? And I'll be like, listen, a, a real psychopath, that's like 0.01% of the people, like real ones. Okay, well, I don't know. I, I agree. All right, okay. But the, I don't think people on their own, like on your own, when you're born, when you come out of the uterus and they dry you off, I don't think like you're prepared to kill anybody. I don't think you really want to. I don't think you feel like you have to. I don't think it. Hell no. Bro. All right. So you, there, one aspect is dehumanizing the enemy, but there's another great philosopher and I can't think of his name right now, but what he said was, cause somebody made the, made the, 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 the discussion that, you know, um, without God, nothing is possible. And this philosopher said, actually with God, everything is possible. Meaning, if you create a faith, right, and you're getting an order from God, like a supreme being, and if you're convinced, then your own personal morals can be circumvented. You can do a work around your own personal feelings, which is like, you know what? I don't want to kill these people. I don't want to get involved in that. I don't want to go down. I don't want to have those feelings. I don't want to look in another human's face, whatever. But if you are given an order from God, that gives you permission to disengage that and then you can do anything. And think about, you know, oh, in terms boy. of like if the order comes from God, the weird part about it is, is, you know, you get your orders from God like in a couple of different ways. One way is right through an intermediary, someone in the middle, a middleman. Right. And that guy is the one who is supposedly the expert on what God wants. And that guy is going to tell you, like, listen, I've communed with the big man. I got a hotline with the big man. Right. And listen, I got a book, right? And I know this book better than you know the book. And therefore, I know God better than you know God. Anyway, I got a direct line with him. And you know what he's saying? <laughs> this, this is what he's saying. This, this is what he's saying. He wants you. Listen. Let me make I know, you aware of Listen, him. I know you're scared, but you're doing, you're doing God's work. <laughs> I know you're scared, but it you're doing God's exactly work. It sounds exactly right, you want. Yeah. But let me tell you. What he wants you to do is he wants you to cross the street and he wants you to kill those people <laughs> over there. How crazy does that sound? The only, the only other way that I know of is also um, uh, when you cut out the middleman, you, sometimes you have serial killers, right? And these serial killers, some of them will be like, uh, God told me to fucking stab all these people. Sure, right? And, yes. and, and, when, and if you actually think that happened, it's pretty hard to talk you out of it. If it, it could be somebody's reality. They really heard it. They really heard it. And yeah. so that higher authority is what's required sometimes to disengage your own common humanity where you're like, man, do we really have to go down all that? Do we really have to do all yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You know, like, can't we, you know, whack, you know what? There's can't, enough to share. Can't we share? Like, what? Well, can't just, we just get along? You know what? None of us like this fucking nine to five banking bullshit. Can't we all just kind of like ease yes, up yes, and yes, like focus yes, on yes. some interesting things or whatever? But uh, no. And then so, th so there's always got to be a higher authority or something like that that disengages. That makes complete sense and the god thing if you believe you're doing god's work i mean what look what's been done in the name of god man seriously i mean seriously so, and what we're learning these days 
you know, and none of these are like really my own original ideas. These are a lot of things that I read. But like what we're learning these days is that uh, it doesn't that the authority, the higher authority can come in different shapes and sizes. It doesn't just have to be God. So patriotism okay. is another one. Like, yeah. OK, like on the one hand, I love this country and I would defend it. Okay. Absolutely. I would from a real attack. Right. Okay. On the other hand, though. Uh, how many things do you think are done in the name of protecting the United States, which maybe if you were to really examine it, wasn't really about protecting the United States, but protecting someone's own little thing inside the United States. That sounds about right. To me. Right. So it's like you're not you're not necessarily like defending the country. But you're being told by the authorities that you are defending the country if you do X, Y, and Z, which go against everything you believe. So sometimes I think, like, I have, like, utmost respect for, like, Navy SEALs, you know, Green Berets and all that stuff. But you can't tell me that there isn't times when the administration is like, listen, uh, <laughs> It's not exactly the national interest, but, you know, it's going to make stuff go a lot easier for some of our companies or whatever it is that we're trying to do. So we're going to tell the Navy SEALs, uh, you're going to go in there and you need to ice this dude and you can't be found out about it. And you just got to shut up and do it. And and for the, the Navy you're SEALs right. yeah, yeah. and for the Green Berets, the mission then becomes... The mission then becomes the higher authority. Now you're no longer thinking about, like, I'm not going to think about humanity. I'm not going right, to think about right, right. I got to execute this mission to my utmost. And this is how dudes like that get down. Yeah. That's how they slaughter complete villages and go to sleep at night. Yeah, exactly. Some of them don't. Some, Some of them, them don't. don't. Some of them, it, it overrides. You know what? I have to say this. And I heard this a long, long time ago. I heard it in a treatment center. And it, and it still makes sense to me. I, rem I remember talking about a guy that had spent a long time in prison and he had really made some great changes in his life after he'd gotten out. And I remember saying it to a counselor named Alan Johnson that was my counselor. And he says, listen, Steve, he goes, everybody's born with a little light inside of them. Yeah. And either that light gets dimmed or that light grows and gets built upon right. but everybody has the light sometimes the light gets smothered out right but everybody's born with that same light inside of them hmm. and it either grows or it, it gets dimmed out and i agree man i don't think children are born with the idea to harm anybody or see any prejudice or racism or any how of could that, they man. don't even have language they don't, wouldn't even know what the, their love, man. They just have an experience that's got no name for it yet. Just one giant contiguous experience. When you think about it, before language is really set in, so that they could actually say, "I'm a boy, I'm a girl, I'm a Latino, I'm an Indian, yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a Caucasian, whatever." None of that shit is in them. It can't be by definition. And I think Jamie Yeager talked about it on one of our shows that we had on. He was talking about what, why he likes working with kids and young right. because a lot of times they're not as they don't have all these ideas already in their head. You know, they're more open to, you know, so, yeah, it's a trip, man. I, I just so let me just say getting back on something. So is it right? Correct for me to assume that as everybody's making a play for the United States, England and Spanish are both kind of competing. Totally. 
That was what was going down. Absolutely. And but, Portugal. So you had the Spanish, the British, the French, right? The French were here. And uh, Portugal. You had four. Portugal was kind of like dying out by that time. They didn't have really the strength. But that's why you get. That's uh, why were you, they powerhouse at one point in time? Oh, yeah, yeah. dude. They settled Brazil. That's why in Brazil they speak Portuguese. They don't say, you know, they don't say St. Paul. They say Sao Paulo. Right. Or whatever right, the fuck right, they say. Right, right, right. Okay. Shit sounds weird. Everything's with Sao. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a trip, man. Yeah. But the, 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 uh, so yeah, the, your, your, that was at that time, these European powers were carving and Russia too, a little bit. That's why you got a little bit of Russia coming over on the other side. Up, wow, they were up. coming a long ways over here, out of bounds. Nah, they, cause if you go from the, the, the other side, you, you, Alaska's closer to Russia. Like that side, the, the, they're not crossing the Atlantic. They were, they were in Alaska? They, there was a Russian outpost, I think, in California. Just wow. one single fort. Yeah, they were out there just fucking the Ruskies. Is hmm. it true that there's some kind of Nazi bunker up in the Malibu Canyon? <laughs> oh, listen, I'm hearing that there is. Yeah, it's one. called Pepperdine University. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Smart everyone ass, calm bro. the fuck down. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm just good, kidding. Bro, <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'd have never. I mean, it, uh, they don't. Not, Nazis somehow know not to invite me to their functions. Yeah, I'm not. They're like, uh, <laughs> we will not invite the Indian. He, he doesn't seem to share our idea. <laughs> we will like not. <laughs> you will not invite the Indian for the schnitzel, the Nazis. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. But I think in Arizona... And Ian, think here in California. Do you know that there was POW camps for Nazis? Here? Yeah, in World War II that we captured. That's where Hogan's Heroes, if you know that show. Of course. That Hogan's Heroes concept came from, I believe, uh, a Nazi POW camp in Arizona where we captured Germans and just kept them in a camp. And one of them really? got out and played volleyball. Yeah, it's like, a, I should look it up. But yeah, we had, we had prisoner of war camps here in the United States for the Germans. I am. I thought what Hogan's Heroes was about American POWs. It's exactly what it is. But so what they did was they took the what happened in Arizona and they just flipped ah, it. Okay. Yeah, that's what I that's what I read. That's what Got I read. It. can't believe everything you read. But yes, we did have for sure. We had camps here for the POW, and I believe we returned some of those guys when the war was over. Like Perla Geneva Convention bullshit or whatever the fuck. Okay. Okay. But yeah, so Steve. Yes. Uh, talk to me. Talk to me. I'm right here. Uh, yeah, I talk back. Man. All right. Let's let's talk about you, brother. Let's talk about let's talk about the history of Steve Lucky Luciano. First, why Lucky? How did you get that name or how did how did that come about? Let me uh let me first say that um what did stick in my neighborhood with with uh my homeboys and the crew that I was running with when I was young, that name came about. But I want to say prior to that, the very, when I was a youngster in Santa Monica. Like how old? 12, 11, 12, 13, right in there. Pre-gang. Pre-teen. 
Who knows? Yeah, pre gang. This is one before like, the hair. Before the hair came in on the balls, or like just sprouting. Oh no, just sprouting, sprouting, sprouting. <laughs> sprouting. So this is like this is like when you know the generation of gang members that got jumped into gangs. This is this is three or four years before that, where okay. we were all playing on bikes and skateboards and all that. Bro. Yeah, there was no, we weren't doing the gang thing. Okay, right. we didn't, it wasn't. We were all like. Boogie boarding and skateboarding, everything was just kids like in the neighborhood. Kids in the neighborhood shit. Got it. Got okay. it. Yeah. Towards the was there 12, older 13. gang members? There were yeah, there were a few, but we were still kind of young enough where we weren't really engaging them right. yet, and that's why I want to say like twelve. Yeah, weren't quite like fourteen, fifteen yet. Right. Right. Still that kid, right? Right. And uh, my dad. Uh, Speaks fluent, spoke fluent Spanish. He did Portuguese, no. French, Italian, Spanish, and English. How did he know all those languages? He just uh, he was in uh, he was in some form branch of the service and in the uh, military. In the military, like the army, the something. Navy. Something he claims the Air Force, but you know, my dad was uh, my my, this my dad was uh, my dad did a lot of lying. So bullshit I don't know, artist, but yeah, bullshit artist. So I don't know what to believe. But he, he could speak all those languages. But he could, and absolutely, and he did, because that guy could carry a conversation on with a French, and many times my mom would be, oh yeah, and he'd do it right there, just like nothing. Maybe he was a spy. <laughs> Might have been a spy. And, uh, but he also, you know, his, his mother left Sicily and went to Puerto Rico. Okay. Because his dad was in the service, All right. and they were based in Puerto Rico, so he was there. And then he went down to South America. Then he was in Mexico. Then he was all so over. So he lived he in a lot of different places. Different places. <sighs> Anyways, so my dad spoke Spanish. So we'd be, you know, when my living in Santa Monica, I'd be there with my my mom lived in L.A. My dad lived in Santa Monica. So when I'd be there, I'd be in the hood, and it was the the Mexican neighborhood. Everybody right. was Mexican. Right. So we lived there. My dad. Right. He'd hang out with all the other dads, and they were all working on cars. All these men were mechanics, and they would be on the weekends in the driveway where there'd be a couple different cars, all the tools. There'd be like two dudes that were all with the green, and everybody else just watching, standing around. Really? With cases of beers just opening, telling stories, joking. That sounds like, like so much fun. Right. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, these guys would, at 8 o'clock in the morning, be with the beers, drinking, shooting the shit, talking shit. Everybody's working on changing transfer. And this would go on until 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. The whole day. <laughs> when the kids would come around, like, we'd be doing our thing, come around. You know, the dads would give them a couple bucks or go to the store and go get us a Yeah. Yeah, but get, get some candy for stuff, whatever, you know, like. What kind of was, beer were they drinking? Budweiser. That and was Pat, it. My dad was drinking Pabst Blue Ribbon a lot, too. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, sometimes some Coors. So anyways, I tell all that because my dad spoke fluent Spanish, but everybody knew my dad was Italian. Right? Okay. So they would call me Linguini. 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 When I was young, that was my name, Linguini. They were Linguini, Linguini, <laughs> Linguini, Linguini. They would call me Linguini. Because so your dad was like, Italian. Yeah. They were like, hey, what's the matter with you, Linguini? Somebody said, Luciano, Linguini, huh? Like Linguini. Linguini. Like, so they call me Linguini. So, um, <laughs> Linguini. There was. Uh, Linguini, I love Linguini, that. Yeah. So there was, um, there was a, a shooting that happened. And I was very present for the shooting. I was right there. Did you hear it? Come down. No, it happened right next to me. No shit. A couple shit. people got 
Wait, yeah. like two people standing there? Or? Uh, there was four people, and two people got got shot. Oh, yep. One of them deceased. You were how old? Um, 17. And you're still linguini at this time? No, no. This is, well, technically, yeah, I am linguini at that time. <laughs> you know, but a, a little bit of lucky had started to pick up because of Luciano. Right. You know? and, and, and I was getting older, and like they weren't doing linguini so much. But um, the other person got got hurt badly. Yeah. And one person died, right? Oh, wait a second. And, I see where this and is I was And I was right in the middle of all this, right? How many, wait, wait, before we go for how many people were standing there that you were standing with? Were there these were three adults? other people. Hold there on. four. Four homeboys. Okay, so there's four guys. There's four three guys. and you. Right. How close together are you? It, the proximity of this table. Okay, so like maybe like uh like six feet, five feet, like close. box, box, yeah. right? All in it. Right. So just standing right there, right now. Are you in in front of a house? Where are you guys standing? I'm. We're right next to a liquor store, right? Twentieth and Pico. Twentieth and Pico liquor store, standing very it was close. A stop and go at that time it was a stop and go liquor store. A group. Of, so you and three other guys. So then what happened? There was a shooting. Bullets are flying. Everybody ducks out. Did you duck? Yeah, absolutely. Everybody just, it was like, everybody went. And and I wasn't hit by the bullet. Many bullets. And I very well should have been hit with, with it. Was, uh, what kind of what kind of gun was it? Uh, there was a, a 38 and 357. Two different rounds going off. So it was two people. Sh- yeah, being fired at from a car. Two people firing from a car just rolled up and just started dumping. And so um, how I wasn't hit or anything, it was just like uh, I got very lucky, you know. And as that story started getting told without me telling it. Right. And people were like, this motherfucker's lucky, lucky. And somebody was like, my boy, my own boy Johnny, Johnny goes, yeah, lucky Luciano. Lucky Luciano because that's lucky Luciano because that's lucky. And it's just like. That story kind of propelled and became bigger than it was. Right. And that na- that tag nine, you know, it, that landed. Okay, so that happens. And then just different things in my life that were kind of happening were being perceived by other people as that I was lucky. But it wasn't all luck. There was, like, work to it. Like, when I'd have the apparel brand, and when I do different stuff or uh, cartoon and get tattoos and the, and wouldn't pay for them or uh, just like just different events that were going on in my life because I wasn't just staying in the hood. I was getting out of the hood and doing different things and pursuing. It was perceived by a lot of my homies as luck. Like, dude, this dude's lucky. Damn, this dude's lucky. Man, he's lucky, 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 lucky. And that kind of drifted over. And then outside of the neighborhood, Lucky Luciano, Lucky just started taking on, and I just got known uh, by everybody as Lucky. Right, and see, the thing with Lucky Luciano was that the legends are, I don't know how accurate they are, but the legends are that there was like different attempts on his life, and because he went to wash his hands in the sink or because of whatever, he survived getting shot by his enemies, and so he got the nickname Lucky, Lucky Luciano, just like how Linguini. It's an amazing nice. story. Linguini, you know, uh, he matured from a, a, a pasta. 
<laughs> you matured from a pasta. A flat noodle. Right, wow. exactly. Oh, yes. <laughs> Into uh, uh, a mob boss uh, because he was lucky uh, in the surviving the bullets that were uh, shot towards him. He should have got hit. Well, maybe then, throw a couple clams in there. and Yeah. And white sauce. A little a bit pearl. of white sauce. Into a pearl. Man, that's amazing. Okay, so that's how you got the name Lucky and then your own business success and you're working hard and all that other kind of stuff. I mean, dude, you know, it's like um, a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like a moniker. It's like soon as you start, it's like that, you know, as soon as you start calling yourself Lucky, uh, everyone starts to perceive you as Lucky. Exactly. And I and I did that too. I like the name. Of course. Get tattooed. I mean, one of my early tattoos is a Lucky Luciano. In, in handwriting on the back of my elbow. Right. It's done real well. And it was before I had a lot of tattoos, so it would stand out. I, every time I'd be somewhere in line or somebody see it, they'd like the handwriting. What's that? Ooh, Lucky Luciano. Is that your name? Oh, Lucky. And so, I, and eventually I had Lucky Blasted in a way that a lot of people didn't get. Like, people didn't, when I got this, this plagasso, they call it, this plaque on my a chest plate. Yeah. People weren't getting tattoos like that across that they just weren't people yeah. get their arms but they have that but nobody was getting like that and i always liked that type of a chest plate and i got lucky across it real big i think all that stuff kind of adds to um and then estevan taking pictures like if you if you want to really talk about estevan oreo the celebrated hip-hop uh photographer world renowned was taking pictures of you right early on so if you want, like, if you were to really take a look at, like, okay, now you go to galleries or you see, like, big photographs of homeboys all tatted up. But I would, ch I, would ch I would go as far as to say probably the very first dude that was ever on a picture of, like, a cholo. Right. That was, like, in the art piece that people got. It was probably a picture of a several of me that he did. Of you. Yeah. Another way that you're that cool. A, another way that you're lucky in the sense that your body you had turned into uh, an art form through the tattoos. You didn't really necessarily set out to do that. You just liked the shit. And then Esteban Oriol, who kind of made a career out of capturing this on photographs, took a picture of you first and you becoming you, your image, the idea of taking someone's pictures totally tatted up and making it fine art. The first person to do that was you. Absolutely, I really will say that. Yes, absolutely. I didn't see I that it. shit was not out before that. Right. When that picture came out, that was like, uh, you know, it got a lot of fanfare. People were like, whoa, man. like now it's really nothing. But back then it was like everybody's oh, man, doing you know? it now. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's so, doing it now. So his his hard work and his got my name out there more because you'd always tag it or it was like that's that's big luck. That's lucky. Right. Um, <clears throat> on the west side, I had a pretty um, I, I had a um, a reputation right in West LA. So the dudes from Sotel, from 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 Venice, from Culver City, the neighborhoods around us all knew who Lucky was. Right. Um, I went to the. Was joint. there ever a competing Lucky? Like, was there anyone who's like, oh, you're Lucky, but um, swap meet Luck? No, there was. Yeah. A Lucky from Posers Gang, which was from the LAX area. And I'd kind of heard about him, he heard about me. I was Posers? older than him. Um, I remember the first time I heard that his name was Lucky, I was like, I'm going to make that dude change his fucking name. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> but we had a mutual friend. His homeboy, Spooky, was like, like almost like my own homeboy. Like, I yeah. love the dude. So, right. like, if he has a homeboy named Lucky, I couldn't 
beat the dude up or like, right. Couldn't take him. I had too much love for this dude. And this dude spooks eventually introduces me to him. So wait, 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 wait. So he's like, lucky meet lucky. Get it, the fuck out of it here. It was kind of like that. He's like, and he so, actually goes, hey, 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 Lux, this is big Lux. He told him. And Lux, and then Lucky was like, what? And he goes. So you're big Lux. Right. Because he kind of said he's big Lux. Like, I was bigger than him. At the time, I was just lucky. Big Lux kind of came as I started lifting weights and getting right. But so wait a second. So so when, when Spooky is like, is it, it's Spooky, right? Yeah. Cause was he scary? Uh, no, he was he was black. He was a black homie. <laughs> <laughs> they call him spooky. Spooky, right. So Spooky's like, hey, big luck. So he's smart enough to understand, like, maybe one of the ways that we can have a detente, one of the ways we can do this diplomacy is I'm going to establish a hierarchy by, in the introduction. I'm going to say, like, this is big luck and this is luck. And, yes, like, yes, that yes, way yeah. we can maybe bypass some physical altercations. There wasn't going to be any physical altercation. But still, it, yeah. it like cement, like in, in some ways, that's kind of like, you know, Bismarck. Like, that's like a genius. No. I genius mean, there diplomacy. wasn't going to be. I mean, I mean, there wasn't going to be because this dude was way too little. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, there wasn't going to be like this. Wasn't gonna so, do shit, you, dude. so he said, hey, luck, this is big luck. And, and if luck, then it was on little luck. Little luck had a chance. Yeah, he now that was kind of like, yeah, that was kind of like. Is he going to take like, that or right, is he going to fucking right. fight you? And he resisted it a little bit, you know. What did he say? Well, he's just like, oh, yeah, well, okay, yeah. He, <laughs> that, that, that part of the conversation, we, we bypassed that real quickly. Yeah, he just, <laughs> now, here's the, here's the funny reason, though. Why, though? The craziest part of this is that this little luck, the reason we met was because I had been hearing this dude's name come up because he was designing clothing. Oh, really? Holy shit. So what shit. are the chances of None. that? Another luck, right? None. So he was breaking out of the neighborhood and designing clothing. So when we met, I instantly, like, I like I liked him, you know? Yeah. I, you know, I was like, okay, all right, get it. And he was of no threat to me either. Right. But he was sticking to luck. Well. I eventually hired Luck to the, be the designer for Joker brands. So really? I brought so, him, introduced him to Esteban, Cartoon, everybody. They were like kind of like iffy. And I was like, no, bro, he really does know what he's doing. And then he he showed everybody, you know, that he was really, he understood pattern It's true what they say. It takes luck to make luck. It takes luck to make luck. And so now you've got these two luckies, right? Yeah. And so Esteban, oh, Cartoon. Cartoon starts telling Lux, he goes, well, that's big. He's like, big Lux. So now, all of a sudden, in the camp of the Joker camp, yeah. the soul assassin camp, yeah. which we're all from, it's big Lux and Lucky. It's big Lux and Lucky. And that's where big Lux kind of came from. God. I, I kind of became big Lux because now there was this Lucky. Let me ask you a question. And it couldn't be two luckies. You get what I'm saying? No, they would can't it would cancel. It's like it's like two uh 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 like magnets when they when they're faced, it would push each other apart with a similar charge. Exactly. And he also though started changing his own thing to nasty ass lux. Nasty ass lux? Yeah, nasty. I don't know. I mean I feel like that's a lot it's a mouthful. It is, but he started tagging nasty ass lux. But anyways, it was like and, he uh, was lucky. Let me ask you a question. Was, was there lucky. ever anyone who tried to so now like I'm starting to envision the comic book world of of Steve Lucky Luciano or like big lux and you have big lux and you have nasty ass lux. And was there ever a lady luck? Like was there anyone ever try to pull off a lady luck around you? No. Luck be a lady. 
No, but I, you know, just in telling you this story, yeah. I have to say that I went from lucky to big lux because of nasty ass luck. Yeah, because it's of true. him. It is. Because it was like they were lucky. The very beginning, they were like, lucky. No, lucky. No, no. I'm talking about the other lucky. The lucky. You mean the lucky with the lucky? Yeah. So, he, so like, he ended up lux. changing your he's name. He's little. Yes. He's actually little. He's probably, he's he's about your height. Yeah, I'm 5'6". He's about your height. Yeah. But he's really skinny. Yeah. So that, so <laughs> it was a difference So when you us. met him, it was like, ah, uh, I'm yeah, going to, I like, could, I could yeah. like fold him up right, and slide him under pocket, the door. Right, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, that was, that was how, and I didn't really come to uh, realize that until we talk about it, but that's how big Lux, th that mind kind of changed the big Lux. So it became a big. Cause you know, one. I'll be honest, man. A lot of times I listen to these gang names and stuff like that. And there's some like reoccurring ones. So I always feel like there's gotta be some kind of trouble. Like there's always. There's always a joker. Always a joker. Right? right. There's always, always a, a sad eyes. A termite. There's termite. always a Yeah, termite. Beaver. Oh, okay. Beaver. There's always a, um, a flaco. Flaco. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, what else is there? A smiley. Yeah, there's Smile. always a smiley. Sad boy. There's always <laughs> a sad boy. <laughs> but the thing is, is it's like, you know, then I think about it. I'm like, well, what if there's like two sad boys? Then you got to fucking... You know what I mean? You got to well, figure out a way to distinguish. I have to, well, let me clear something up for you guys. Yeah. Um, when there is the the whole thing is that these 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 nicknames are there's a big and a little. Right. So a, a lot of times exactly. You know, there's there's they're like uh, like I was telling you about well, even from my neighborhood. There's there's I mean Spanky. There's there's spanks, there's spanky, and then all of a sudden there's a little. <laughs> so now it's, you know, spanks, OG spanks, big spank, big spanky, <laughs> little and then spanks. little spanky, and that's <laughs> his. Now that's his little, and they say, that's 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 my little. That's how it's like, you know. Oh, you know, the, you know, they'll say that. Yeah, he's my little. That's He's my, my little. little. That's my little. That's, that's my, my little. mini me. So that's my mini me. That's my little. So no shit. But you know what, dude? That's not that much different. I mean, that's like regular names. Cause like when you're at a job, there's usually like eight Toms. So you're like, well, what do you mean, Beard Tom or Fat Tom? It, same thing. Right. Exactly. Right. So it goes down like that. Yo, Sean, uh, at your jobs, like, have you had any any nicknames? Like, do you, do you have you ever? Let me ask you, what's the closest Sean? Cause like, Sean's one of these dudes, right? That kind of like Sean's about as is white as they come, right? Like, you look at Absolutely. Sean, you're like, that's a white dude. Almost translucent. <laughs> right. Like, that's about as white as they come. Like, he doesn't he doesn't like it's super hot. He doesn't want to, he doesn't <laughs> like getting a sunburn, all that shit. It probably took 15 years to get him to wear shorts, right? Yeah. He was, how long did you resist shorts, dude? Oh, a long time. <laughs> was, Why? I don't What's know. What's the matter with shorts? Just didn't like, I don't know. My legs are super white, so. Well, you're a white guy. You're yeah. supposed to have white legs. Yeah, why didn't you want to wear shorts, dude? Listen to this. He went. He would not wear shorts forever. And I still don't really like wearing shorts. I'm really not trying to ignore you guys. I'm but I wear. No, no, to get no, together no, no, a no, hard no, look no, post. No, no. Listen. He look at Sean. Listen. Sean wouldn't wear shorts forever, right? And like he then he went and this is legit. And he found like a way to bridge the gap. Do you remember when you bought those short those pants that would zip and they turned into shorts? 
You had like the you converters. Could zip, yeah, the converters. Yes, you could zip them, and like that was his like kind of like. All right, I'm on my way to the shorts. I got <laughs> pants that I could. Zip I don't think I ever unzipped those though. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> just a possibility. Well, kind of like did. around the knee was a zipper. Yeah. yeah. Really, bro? And they had cargo pockets on the side. Yeah, they did have cargo pockets. Dude. And then he transformers. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, that was his. That was like, well, I didn't. I'm not wearing. I'm still not wearing shorts, but these pants could become shorts if I want to. Oh well, I didn't. So crazy. You remember pants from like <laughs> that I that I owned from, from like 1990 something 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 something